What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, want to play The Sims? Create. Empower. Captivate. Inspire. The Sims is a platform where you control life, putting the power of creativity in your hands and celebrating it. It's a place that sparks imagination, connecting vibrant creators everywhere to unleash life's endless possibilities, both in-game and out. Get inspired at thesims.com and save 50% off for the holidays. Ignite creative inspiration and spark something with The Sims. We're back with Stephen Kayak, who's the director of Scott Walker, 30 Century Man, as well as Sonia Colorado, a good friend of ours who is a big rock doc fan. So, uh, Stephen, we have a couple of bonus questions for you. The first one is I wanted to get your thoughts on the recent explosion of music documentaries. But it seems perhaps, you know, the combination of COVID and the rise of streaming is really kind of juice demand. There's, there's a documentary about everyone, seemingly. Everybody has one, everybody wants one, everyone wants to make one. Some people that shouldn't be making them are making them. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, there's an infinite number of cool stories to tell in music. Fandom drives the interests. And I think it's just if you get the right angle on it and you open the door in just the right way, you can make something extraordinary. Not a huge fan, but I just thought the Billie Eilish film was fantastic um we were jumping for joy when quest love won for summer of soul i'm an archive freak so i thought my god the preservation of that archive and the the telling of that story was so important but also done with a lot of love and and energy and excitement the music's great so and of course our old friend sparks who we talked about earlier my god a very linear long Talking Heads crammed movie that just surprisingly is so delightful because you cannot deny how wonderful <laughs> Sparks are. That one's on our list, upcoming with Sonia and I, and Steven, other Steve here. He saw it and loved it. So Steven, your film, Scott Walker, 30th Century Man, was released in 2006. And that was a bit before this heyday of music documentaries and streaming. And 
I'm just curious, like, is your film is obviously we know it's on all the streaming platforms. Are you still getting traction from this? Are you hearing from people like, oh, my God, I just discovered this film. What is it like looking at the time between 2006 and now and this film? I haven't had time to look. I've been busy making other films. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's not necessarily I mean, it was very acclaimed in its day. And I know he kind of it's it's out there. But yeah, I don't know. You just move on from one to the next. I mean, I feel like it really helped propel him into the future. And I do, you know, you hear every once in a while, it'll land up on someone's best of list. Or, you know, when people talk about him, it's generally framed by, oh, my God, you have to see this movie. Or I discovered him because I saw this movie. I think it's, you know, it's it's that little cult classic that could, you know, it just kind of keeps chugging away, converting fans little by little. It gets programmed every once in a while in a little retrospective screening here and there. And yeah, I mean, it's out there for the world to see and for, you know, I'm glad people are still discovering him. Um, it's It's one of the things I'm most proud of. The little cult classic that could. I love that. That's right. <laughs> this may have the same answer if you're so busy, but have you you mentioned a couple of things, but is there anything you've been watching music doc wise, anything you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Oh boy. Um, hmm. Give me a beat on that. That I don't know why that, that always stumps me because I, I, I see everything, but then I can never think of anything when someone asks me about it. You mentioned Summer of Soul, which was amazing. I did mention Summer of Soul, which, of course, everyone has heard of because mm -hmm. it won the Oscar, but it really should have. I mean, I just couldn't. I just from someone for someone who's who works a lot with archive and understands how hard it is to source and pay for it. I could not believe the Todd Haynes Velvet Underground, like that he was able to scoop up almost seemingly every avant-garde short film from the 60s and photograph and painting and put it in a blender along with all that music and create something that felt of the time in all these whacked out split screens. I mean, what the hell? Well, that was awesome. Really, really cool. And I hope everyone's seen that because it's really quite a stunning piece of work. And, you know, there was actually a really lovely film about Karen Dalton who's herself a very culty, sort of underappreciated folk singer who had a very hard, edgy life. And the film is just sweet, simple, but very, like, it's just really well-crafted, you know? And it, tells, it just tells a great story. Kind of lets the music do a lot of the talking. Um, and it got a little bit lost in the shuffle, but I think people should really seek it out. I think it was excellent. Really, really good film. Well, there you go, listeners. There's two for your list. Steven, Sonia, I'd like to thank you guys again. Great chat, and I hope to have both you back on uh, soon. We'll look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.